0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We're
1: running through this morning because there's just so much to get uh, on with. The city of Johannesburg. Uh, we placed on focus this morning on Thought Council with uh, three mayoral candidates, uh, Lloyd Phillips uh, from Good Party, uh, Dr. Mpopalazzi from the Democratic Alliance, and of course Hemen Mashaba from Action SA. These are some of the people who have put up their hands overtly to say, uh, you know, we want this thing. We want to lead the city. Others don't do that. They tend to say, look at the ranking order of their list. Uh, Now you are not sure again which way it will go because uh, they still have to evaluate his pity pity. These are people who make it very clear for us from the very onset that you know uh, they are here and of course this is your conversation uh, because you have to decide and put that X uh, next to a political party of your choice come the 1st of November 2021. We are effectively 30 days almost away from that day. There's just no time to waste. So much has to happen. Tomorrow, the draw is happening for the uh, political parties that will top the ballot paper. Code of conduct is being signed. So much work is actually happening in a short space of time. And of course, uh, today, tomorrow as well. PR and ward candidates will receive their certificates from the IEC that they are duly certified to participate in the elections. And if you can't make it to the ballots, um, I mean to the polling stations on the 1st of November, you've got to apply for special voting. And that closes on Monday, the 4th of October, which will allow you to vote either on Saturday or Sunday, the 30th and 31st of November october respectively that's how close we are on the election the first votes are actually going to be cast on the 30th of october it's the 30th of september today that's the agency we are facing with this election doing it differently under the times of COVID 19 10 past 10 let me welcome my guest start off with lloyd on the line lloyd good morning and welcome to power talk
2: good morning Lecon, and thank you so much for having me and also good morning to your listeners
3: thank you so much hemen a good morning to you good morning look and uh... Really great way of actually uh, demonstrating to South Africans the agency and the importance of these elections. Uh, we've never, this country, needed uh, an election than we did uh, uh, this coming local government election. But Dr. Mpofo Mayor, good morning.
0: Good morning. Thanks for finally having us on Power FM. It's the first time in this campaign. We've been waiting and we're excited to chat to you and to your listeners.
1: Absolutely beautiful. Let me do some housekeeping. The lists are out. From the IEC. Hey, Action SA is not featuring in the Gauteng province list. Currently, you're not... A mayoral candidate what's going on
3: <laughs> you know I got up this morning actually I had a uh, 5 to 6 o'clock uh, interview in one of the radio stations and uh, after finish I couldn't fall asleep and I, I see a whatsapp group from my team that uh, Action SA is not there and uh, I had to really wait for people to wake up and I call our national chairperson and I said oh, is this true what I'm seeing he says no uh, we, I've already checked with the, the IEC they reckon it's a technical error I said but what what nonsense is this what, how many technical errors is is, uh, is the IEC going to be having so I believe it's a technical error that they're busy sorting out we one of the first parties uh, to submit our, our list and and I think uh, IEC has really been a real real disappointment for this country as a chapter 9 institution the way they've really run this uh, this elections are really uh, I think for me as a South African, I am actually angry Uh, as much as they can give me an excuse that it's a technical uh, error that they will fix. But I I find it totally, totally unacceptable because they've had five years to fix up uh, this matter. So, yeah, let's see uh, how they sort it out and um, uh, we'll we'll deal with it. But I think I just want South Africans to know that I'm hurtful with the IEC. You were
1: hurtful with politics, now it's the IEC. I suppose you'll be hurtful with me by the time we're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, our news team is chasing that with the IEC as well to get word. So people of power, stay tuned uh, to just get an understanding what's going on there because in Eti we did see Action SA is there in the KZN list. Dr. Paul, let me start off with you. This city of gold you said has become dull and you want to bring back a shine. So I'm going to give each of you three minutes to just state your case to the people of the city of Johannesburg.
0: Thank you, Connor. You know, I moved to Johannesburg years ago. I came here as an economic migrant. To further my studies, I was already a medical doctor. I came to specialise. I met other economic migrants. I realised this is such a land of opportunity. It's seen by so many people not only locally but also internationally as a place where people can collide with their dreams. Unfortunately, over the last two years, particularly after the DLAD administration lost the city, the city really started to decline in all aspects. In service delivery, a complete decay of services, of infrastructure. And I've been on the campaign trail now for a month. I've been to all the regions. I've been doing constituency tours as well, engaging broadly with public representatives, residents, with residents associations, business and experts as well. And the sentiment is the same, that the city is now broken, that it's broken. And if we don't do something urgently in these elections to change the trajectory. We will have no city to salvage in the next elections five years from now. So this is a crucial time for voters to come out in their numbers. It's time for voters to take their responsibility and and give the city to a party that they trust, a party with a proven track record. And as the Democratic Alliance, we know that we've got a proven track record of good governance. We've had Um, years of experience in governing in South Africa, across the country. We've got a great track record of good governance, where we govern things work, where we govern basic services are delivered to Johannesburg. uh, We've asked everyone we've consulted with what it is that they would like us to do for them. And the first thing everyone is asking for is just restore normality to our city, bring back basic services. So we've offered seven pillars in our manifesto for Johannesburg and the first one is that we will get the city working again, we will provide basic services. That's water in Electricity roads, so potholes, and those kinds of things. Secondly, a safety. And we will give them a safe city through integrated policing, through intelligent policing, smart policing. We will give them a caring city. Um, there's a narrative the Democratic Alliance does not care about the poor. It's not true. Everywhere we govern, we can demonstrate what it is that we are doing for the poor. In Johannesburg, we will continue to show care for the poor. But what we believe is that the poor must not be kept in bondage or in a position of dependence. We believe in opportunity with responsibility and therefore we will give opportunities to the poor and we expect the poor to make use of those opportunities to migrate up the social gradient. But we will support them as the city. Uh, We will create a business friendly city. A lot of businesses complaining about um, ease of doing business where we govern in other parts of the country. We've been able to tackle those types of challenges through e-governance solutions, for instance, through relaxation of certain stringent um, rules and processes um and the the cost of doing with the city as well right. my, is my time up Lucone? your time is up but are you, you are sure? still
1: here until 11 o'clock don't worry Lloyd let me give you your three minutes to state the case as the mayoral candidate for good why should the citizens and uh, voters of the city of Johannesburg consider you and your party
2: thanks so much Lucone. no on our uh, uh, from the good party side we're putting forward a uh, pope Poor manifesto. Uh, that is largely because we believe that the poor continues to be neglected. You know, we've had governments, um, uh, parties that have been in government, you know, that claim to be pro-poor, that claim to look after poor people. But uh, but the reality is that nobody cares. You know, and and that is what we're trying to change. Uh, our city is broken today because of carelessness, because of of, of, of lack of care, and because of a of governments that has run the city with a lack of values. So we're putting forward uh, a government underpinned by values, uh, which revolves around truth, trust, equity, justice, sustainability, solidarity, and service. A kind of service where we are served, and not the kind. Of, I mean, the kind of service where we serve and not where we are served. And uh, um, uh, that would then follow, obviously, our service delivery model, which is underpinned by four cardinal pillars, um, uh, which, uh, number one, would be spatial justice. Spatial justice, we'll be talking to the plight of informal settlements. Uh, We're looking at more affordable, well-located housing, and also public transport, where we look at uh, providing uh, often uh, public transport for for our residents. In as far as uh, economic justice is concerned, uh, uh, we 're we, we basically looking at uh, repairing our infrastructure, infrastructure repairs, maintenance, and further investment because we believe that the role of government is to create an environment which which what conditions conducive for job creation and not a a, a, a government which seeks to create jobs because it 's never government 's duty to 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 employ people um, i, I 've seen in the past um, that you know, uh, uh, there's this thing of insourcing where uh, 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 employees have been insourced into the, into the city from co-ops, et cetera, And uh, what that has done, it has just basically bloated uh, our, our, our our fiscus. Well, the, the spend that's supposed to go to service delivery now goes to salaries. When we're talking uh, uh, social justice, we're looking at safer communities, uh, we're looking at um, housing the homeless and also uh, affordable equitable or uh, equal services. We will be talking budget as well. We say when it comes to the budget it's your money. So it's got to be your say. So in the Municipal Finance Management Act, the Systems Act, the Structures Act, they make provision for for public consultation and also participate public uh, participatory processes. And that is what we will tap in, not to go and tell the public what we're going to deliver for them, but to hear what it is they want for us to deliver for them in as far as their awards are concerned. Uh, um, then okay. environmental justice, we're looking at right. what security. We'll come,
1: we'll come back to that. Your time is up and i'm going to hear from heaven mashaba but before i do that i'm told i've got to pay some bills to keep the lights on thought council indeed 21 minutes past 10 o'clock we are hosting uh, mayoral candidates for the city of johannesburg dr mpo palazzi Heman mashaba lloyd phillips uh, joining me this morning Hemen, state your case your three minutes begins
3: thank you very much lukono and uh, good morning to the listeners power fm listeners i think uh, the residents of the city of Johannesburg are aware I have unfinished business. I left uh, the city two years ahead of uh, my scheduled time. So I've got unfinished business that, uh, that I need to continue with. When I took over the city of Johannesburg, the city was already broken uh, with 170 billion rents of infrastructure backlog. Uh, the previous uh, ANC administration, I don't know at the time if they, they, they knew that uh, infrastructure had to really be maintained. When you have more people Coming into the city, you've got to upgrade your, your, your infrastructure, be electricity, be sewer, and so forth. So, I need to really continue on that trajectory. To prove uh, what I'm talking about, when I took over the city, the city at the time was only spending 58% on infrastructure. When I left, uh, it is there in 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 the cities' books. We are already at seventy one percent of our inf- of our spend going into into infrastructure. Took off uh, two billion rands uh, of uh, money that used to go to. Unnecessary things like newspapers, DSTV, international travel. Just two billion rands went into infrastructure spend so that we can upgrade our infrastructure. 300,000 housing backlog reliant on national government with this uh, system of RDP houses. That's why I came out with an idea on the 1st of uh, December 2016. uh, During my 100 days, I made a commitment to people of Johannesburg that we are not only going to rely on the national government grants to provide uh, proper accommodation for our people. We said, here's the inner city taken over by criminal syndicates, some of them international criminal syndicate. We are going to reclaim the city. We are going to invite the private sector to build affordable accommodation for our people. In the three years I was the mayor of the city of Johannesburg managed to award 154 buildings not uh, still going through the process and it was a laborious uh, process 154 buildings yielding 32 billion rents in investment in the city of Johannesburg creating 21,000 jobs uh, creating 14,000 uh, accommodation for students and, 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 and uh, the marginalized communities but one thing, actually, uh, you will see within the next few days, I'll be writing a letter to the city manager because uh, that project, some of the project, actually, we did the sort of Why, when NCE and the DA took over, this administration decided to stop. I want an answer on that because we had already gone through that process. We had already identified 600 buildings in uh, uh, and. Um, that we had committed that we'll award at least 100 of those buildings to the private sector so that we can create the opportunities, including artisan training. By right now, our people, like South Africans, would be carpenters, uh, electricians, and so forth, because okay. it was part of the deal that, that we had driven.
1: That three minutes is over, Herman. Dr. Mpulet, let me come back to you. Herman talks about unfinished business. The DA has not always done well by the people of Johannesburg. 2011, Musi Maimane was the mayoral candidate. 2014, he went on to be Gauteng premier candidate. He left the city. Herman was the mayoral candidate 2016. 2019, he left the city. Why should the residents of, Gaudeng, of Johannesburg believe that you are not going to dump them post the 1st of November 2021?
0: I like that you say that 2016. 20- 2019 Herman Mashaba left the city and not the DA left the city. So a bit unfair to say the DA has not done well by the people of Johannesburg. The DA remained in the council post Mr Mashaba's departure from council. I myself am still serving as a councillor today. Um, I never left in 2019 when Mr Mashaba left. So that should show you that the dear is committed to the work of government, whether in government or in opposition. Um, both sides of the coin are important in the constitutional democracy. We just serve different roles. But it's important to have an, an opposition that holds the executive to account should you find yourselves not in government. And the Democratic Alliance has always been true to that, whether at national, provincial, local level, where we don't govern, we don't leave. We we just move to the opposite benches and we continue our job of keeping this democracy alive and making sure residents are well served. So no, I, why would I leave? I mean, I came to Johannesburg, like I said, many years ago. I was driven by purpose. I was driven by my, my compassion and my conviction to serve humanity. I left my practice as a medical doctor. I left my business. I left a, a good income. And I came here because I wanted to serve. There's no reason for me to turn around when things are so terrible. Um, you know, I'm nowhere near achieving my mission. So no, I'm not about to go so, anywhere. So
1: if 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 you don't become mayor, you'll remain until 2026. That's your I, promise to the people. Of- I, johannesburg
0: as much as i stayed in 2019 i will continue to serve the people of johannesburg in whatever capacity i need to
1: there you have it lloyd in your opening you talk a lot about you know how insourcing sort of bloats the structure of government but uh, a person listening in would say well it seems as if you are interested in the perpetual exploitation of people by uh, various brokers labor brokers that actually take the bulk of the money and pay very meager salaries to people who do work such as general uh, cleaners, uh, security guards, and the types of people uh, who were being insourced at the, in the city and various other uh, cities across the country?
2: Yeah, look, uh, look Anna, the, the city does does avail employment opportunities. It, the employment opportunities, it's vacancies, it gets advertised and uh, people apply and what we need to make sure of is that we, we block this thing of 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 catered deployment because that is our 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 biggest challenge right now because ultimately leads to corruption and as we know that corruption steals from the poor and uh, those officials that are corrupt in my first hundred days that would be the first thing i would i would do is to review uh, um uh, uh these kinds of activities so that. Whoever in the in the city has has been uh, uh, found wanting in terms of corruption, you know, they should face the music and and they should not be re-elected, but they should go go to jail. Now, what 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 enforcing does? Um, I think it is a bit reckless because government is not an employment uh, uh, an, an employment institution or does not is not responsible for 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 giving or creating jobs. Um, on the contrary, government is, is responsible for creating the conditions that's conducive for job creation. Mm. And, and, and and that would mean that we've got to Formulate public-private partnerships. First okay. of all, we've got to get our city clean. That would be our, another starting point for me all in right. my first hundred days. Let, let's let's, 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 let's hold
1: it there so that I give Herman a chance before news headlines. Herman, unfinished business, you say infrastructure backlogs. You tried at some point to do rehabilitation on the M1 double-decker. When you were done, it was waterlogged. Some people said, well, the city in your time had not... Uh, planned properly for it because the challenges of water, uh, you know, being on the road while people are driving. Saying, "But Herman,
3: what were you doing with this?" No, in fact, we're talking about two different things, uh, Lukuna. Let me correct you. What um, uh, I stopped uh, was the M two, not the M one. The M one project I found it already. It was already in, in progress. In, in okay. progress, so it wasn't really my project. My project uh, that I stopped uh, because this uh, that M two uh, bridges were going to collapse. Uh, when I was called by the engineers and demonstrated to me, I immediately, uh, on the spot, called the city manager. Said the city manager, "I'm not prepared to really take the responsibility to uh, put uh, our people's lives at risk." So we're talking about two different uh, situations. Are you happy at how it went? It went ahead with with, with the M people. Yeah. Absolutely, we, we delivered it on time and we delivered it uh, at, uh, on budget. But it was a very big uh, inconvenience to, uh, to to our residents. But there was nothing you could do. I mean, you you can't really see it with a situation where you can see the bridge and they've you've got engineers advising you and showing it to to you. Uh, it it was a necessary thing because uh, the infrastructure backlog in the city of Johannesburg. That's why you see water pipes pipes all the time. You see electricity outages because um, we as the city of Johannesburg, the city itself, you know, it's actually still supplied by. Um, a substation which was uh, built 60 years ago where y- you don't even have space for it. So we need to build a new infrastructure and this is something that um, the previous administration, the ANC government uh, forgot or they didn't know or the cadres were busy still And I think, let me just deal with this issue of uh, insourcing.
1: I've got to run to news. We'll deal with that after news headlines. Let us see who is in the booth there. 861 987 I'll open up the lines to you to put your questions to the mayoral candidates for the city of Johannesburg. Power 98.7, progressively elevating the conversation. Now, we're talking. Indeed we are, 25 minutes to the hour, 11 o'clock. City of Johannesburg's uh, mayoral candidates, you would have had there in the news headlines. Uh, IEC is still sorting out that uh, matter, which involves Action SA, where I suppose my other guest is sitting with one leg in, one leg out as being mayoral candidate. Uh, of course, we're going to go to the lines. Lloyd Phillips joins me. Dr. Mpopaletz joins me. Heman Mashaba joins me. Uh, let's go to those lines, zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. 0 Try take about three at a time so that uh, we save on time but also give uh, my guests an opportunity to respond quite well. Tabani, good morning to you. Morning, morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you this morning?
4: Fantastic, fantastic. Listen, of course, I hear everyone talking about uh, helping the poor, but Mm. now the question is how do you classify uh, what is poor and what is destitute? Because I'm privileged enough to have a job, that uh, affords me ten thousand, but uh, I still regard myself as, as a poor uh, Joburg resident because I don't have a house. Uh, electricity is expensive, and and food. So how okay. how are the how are the the parties going to uh, assist us? Uh, uh, okay, how do they classify what is uh, a poor and what is this? Tabani you know? got
1: you loud and clear. Thank you so much. Very important question in these trying financial times. Max, good morning.
4: Good morning uh, to all. My question is here. I live in Johannesburg. Johannesburg is becoming a rubbish litter capital town of of Johannesburg. Mm. Everywhere you go, it's litter. We are choking in litter. I started some program called RSVT. I don't know if it was shifting responsibility to citizens rather than the municipality waiting and doing its job. Secondly, I don't know the job of these JMPD people. Is it to enforce the bylaws? But why? Are, why is there so much littering and bylaws being violated okay. across? I mean, we, we are really, really got, got, got,
1: you. got you, lad. Clear. Next. Good morning. Morning, Lolo. How are you? Hey, I've got a new name this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my names keep evolving. Next, <laughs> go for it.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Lolo. Um, for Mashaba, Then Shaba, you are
1: hope of this country. There's only one question I want to ask you, Ntattuma If you were given a hope to run a big city like Johannesburg and Pretoria, what are you going to do with the volume of foreigners that are flocking into this city now and there, every day, undocumented ones? Okay. Thank you, Lolo. Loud and clear and accent. Lolo. It's okay. Dr. Mpo, let me start off with you.
0: Do you want me to answer all three questions?
1: Please, so that we can go back again to the lines.
0: All right. So the first one was about, really, in my understanding, the aspirant middle class. And I think COVID-19 has been such a huge teacher to all of us. We've learned so much in this time. Um, The city of Johannesburg has an indigent register. It's got a package called the Expanded Social Package, which is a database of all the people who are considered indigent in the city and the package is a package of services that they can get in terms of assistance from the city subsidies, rebates and other access to opportunities such as EPWP opportunities and the likes. Mm -hmm. However, what we've learned during COVID is that there's an aspirant middle class and during my engagements with experts, one of the experts I spoke to is a doctor in the city of Johannesburg um, in, in social development. He's head of policy research and planning. Dr. Tinashe Mushayanya And what Tinashe discovered in his PhD is that there is an aspirant middle class which is actually quite fragile Mm. and which is often excluded from support by government because they're considered not poor. Because of where they live and how they live, um, it, it looks as though they are doing well. However, should the slightest shock happen, then they become poor. And so what we've decided to do is that coming back into the city after the 1st of November, we're going to redefine uh, people who qualify for indigent packages. We're going to be more inclusive of people who are in the aspirant middle-class category who are on the borderline between poor and middle-class so that we cushion them from the kind of shocks such as COVID-19. So that's just my answer to that. So whatever that we've already been extending to the poor will also extend. Of course, the level of help that you get from the city depends on what you're earning um, and you need to submit documentation while you register on the database. Um, In terms of letter yes we agree there are this requires a joint effort between government and, and civil society and residents. And we cannot exclude residents from this because we don't want to encourage a culture of littering. You know, So while, yes, we agree that we need to enforce bylaws and we need to strengthen capacity within JMPD and do the necessary monitoring of their work to ensure that they're doing their work, we also need to continue educating and mobilizing civil society to take responsibility for where we live because ultimately it's our shared space. Ultimately, we're all affected when it's not clean. Um, There's health concerns, uh, there's aesthetic concerns, there's all types of concerns, um, environmental preservation concerns. And so, yes, um, I I, I don't agree that we should absolve um, residents and civil society. No, I I think we need to continue moving together.
1: Let let me bring you in, Lloyd, uh, to respond uh, to Tabani and Max.
2: Thanks so much. Uh, yes, um, uh, uh, with regards to tavanis uh, uh, question, um, we as the good party, we, one of our values uh, uh, revolves around equity, uh, not equality, equity, which basically means that there is this big, this, this large gap between the rich and the poor or the haves and the have nots. And we need to balance that out, considering that, you know, most of the residents of Johannesburg, you know, especially towards the south and the deep south, you know, are still, uh, you know, historically disadvantaged just by virtue of living on the far-flung areas, uh, on the peripheries of the city, you know, far away from uh, jobs. And and, and they they spend immensely just to get to work, you know, from, from, from their salary pack. So... Ours is to basically say, look, we're putting forward a a zero based budget so that it's taxpayers' money, it should be taxpayers' say, meaning that if we have something like 10 million, we would look at the underdeveloped areas or areas that really need to be developed and push the bulk of the budget towards those and also take into consideration the fact that they have been historically disadvantaged. Now, when we talk about the destitute, we are talking about the homeless. And, 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 and we are talking about a uh, um, um, uh, 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 battered woman that is in need of shelter and, and, and destitute uh, families, etc. So as far as that is concerned, you know, we believe that every person's journey towards homelessness and, 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 and being destitute is unique. And we must address this, uh, these personal circumstances. Therefore, we will, bring, we will employ more social workers uh, to ensure the social welfare of, mm. of, of the residents of our city. Uh, um, with regards to what Max has said, I've made mention that in my first 100 days, what, would I, what I would tackle is the grime within the city at large, but particularly the inner city. Because if we are talking investment att- attraction, you know, uh, uh, we, we cannot really uh, say that, you know, we're we boosting investor confidence while our city looks the way it looks. So, by law enforcement is something that we will intensify within the inner city, and we must move away from using EPWP grant money uh, to, um, uh, to employ locals to, to do the cleaning and, and, and dump rehabilitation because the city's got a budget for that. I mean, we've got an MOE called Pick It Up. That's their responsibility. That EPWP fund should be directed more towards education and awareness programs. We have got a huge uh, 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 list of, of, of social issues that we are faced with. Okay. And in as far as foreigners are concerned, um, uh, look, uh, uh, look, on at the, the the issue of foreign nationals is really a migration services slash a home affairs uh, a competency. What we can do as local government is to, to 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 build our intergovernmental relationships and 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 to ensure that okay. you know we also participate in curbing right. the thing of illegal foreigners coming I, I got, into our. Country.
3: I, I got you, Herman. Well, I think, you know, the, the first caller regarding uh, uh, what we define as poor, you know, if uh, one uh, uh, studies uh, my term as the mayor of the city of Johannesburg, one of my serious concerns was this missing middle. That is why I uh, decided on, on, on saying, how do we leave these people who don't qualify to, uh, um, to get an RDP house? Because they don't earn enough money. To, also, the other hand, uh, to uh, to get uh, bonds from from uh, banks to to get a house, the missing middle. That's why. I conceive the idea of the inner city rejuvenation, so that we can give uh, that caller like that an opportunity for them to really live near their, their cities. Because uh, that doesn't mean that uh, poor people are only those who don't work. There are poor South Africans uh, like him, and I think we need a government that is going to be sensitive to that. Give them opportunities to live in affordable accommodation. And the model that we uh, we came across in the city of Johannesburg during my tenure as a mayor was going to address precisely that because it was our terms to the developers that um, uh, a minimum of thirty percent of of the of, of the units have got to be in the range beginning range of about a thousand rents a month because we've got such people in in, in our in our country. As, as of uh, RSPCing, think th- at RSPCing is it's a project that's actually quite necessary to build nations because we, you cannot, as society, always uh, rely on on government. You need the government and civil society to work together to clean our cities. You know, I was born and raised in a village. There were no uh, pickup services, but today you're going to even villages. I cannot understand the grime. But the city of Johannesburg is turning into a, 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 a slum in just 27 years, which is a shame. As regards to foreign nationals, I think I was clear during my launch of the manifesto. All the municipalities we are contesting, because as a section they say, we're not contesting to be on the opposition benches. We want to really be in government. And we are going to hold home affairs accountable. South Africa is not a country where a failed governments, outsource their problems to us anyone who comes to south africa south africa this country of ours was built at the back of migrants and uh, the seven billion people of the world we want them here in Johannesburg. we want them to come and invest we want them to come and bring skills that we don't have here in south Af- in south africa they can come on holiday but they must come here legally and when here they must respect our laws we are going to hold uh um, Home affairs accountable within the JMPD. I can tell you if we get outright majority in the city of Johannesburg or any of the municipalities within our JMPD structures, we are going to have uh, a unit that is going to hold these people accountable. Okay. Make sure that uh, home affairs hold them accountable. Those who qualify, please give them the necessary papers because we can't really be in a city where people M- are, don't have let's, papers. Let's, and if not, we're going to send them back to the country.
1: Let's, let's hold it there. Let me go back to that line 0861. 987000. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Lolo? Fa-
2: a-
0: <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm
2: um, fantastic. I've got two points here. Eh? Yeah. Uh, first point the city is under a uh, high crime rate. We're looking at about 89% of the level of crime. And then we've got a dedicated city policies. Their only focus is on, uh, on roads. We've got prostitution happening in in, in, city, in CBD. We've got uh, drug abuse. We've got you know, all sorts of crime that is happening. You, you are mugging and, and people mm. stabbing. People mm. are dying in the city every okay. day. Some of the, of the candidates have been in power. Let's but, rep- uh, let, let, let's, none of them is addressing this issue. And
1: let's then- let's repeat, let's, let's leave it there. I want to move on to others and give them a chance. We've got a bit of a packed up line. Matt, good morning.
4: Hey there, how are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Fantastic. Um, I, I have a question there for the Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, uh, the DA candidate, Dr. Mpo Palace. We know that, um, first of all, people of color don't really last in the DA. Um, and so my question is, you know, the DA has long said some things and then done other things to suppress different voices. Uh, in Cape Town yesterday, uh, the call to prayer was outlawed um, and made illegal for people who, who listen to the call of prayer. Now, that is something that is very specifically shared by Muslim um, uh, people of Muslim faith. And the DA in Johannesburg has constantly ignored the struggle of Palestine and what is going on in Palestine and supporting okay. Israel.
1: Okay, let's wrap it up, Matt. Let's, let's wrap it up. I want
4: to know what Nkobalate has to say. that okay. he intend to silence the voices of the Muslim people in got Johannesburg you,
1: got, got you loud and clear. Let's move on. Lisa uh, Honolo, good morning.
4: Good uh, morning. I'm going to be quick. As a business person, yes. and imagine for that matter, what, what are your candidates' plans insofar as
1: reviving SMMEs against um, especially... Uh, within local economy in Jobek, because local economy is now being taken by um, foreign nationals that at some point they're not complying, in particular in the township. Um, What are they going to do in closing those illegal shops and hardware that do not comply with local procurement and and local... uh, 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 compliance, so to say. Got you loud and clear, uh, Little Honolo. Just to uh, close off this round of questions with Ndombi. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Lolo, um, and good morning <laughs> to your guests. Um, a quick one. I'm quite impressed by the DA and what they have um, to offer, that's evidence-based. A question for the DA is how they will be making the city safer. Um, a question for Action SA that I would like to know is what will they do that's evidence-based based in relation to health care, particularly in these times of the pandemic for the residents of the city. Thank okay.
1: you. Got you loud and clear. It's 10 to 11. People of Power, let me pay some bills before I give my guests, Dr. Mpo Palazzi, Herman Mashaba and Lloyd Phillips, an opportunity to respond to those questions. Thought Council. Nine minutes to 11. Dr. Mpo, let me start off with you once more.
0: <laughs> well, where we govern, the Democratic Alliance is hard on crime, but we're also harder on the causes of crime. So we understand that you need... Um, um, a multifaceted approach when you pro- when you deal with crime. On the one hand, you need to prevent crime. A lot of people um, end up resorting to crime because of joblessness, unemployment, and you know a, a crumbling of the economy. And so that's one area that you need to tackle. But on the other hand, in terms of our crime strategy, we will strengthen integrated policing. As you know, at a local level, JMPD has a limited mandate, SAPS has um, a mandate beyond what JMPD has. Unfortunately, SAPS is not delivering. Um, I've experienced firsthand SAPS inefficient at a national level, the DA is pushing for a devolution of policing to lower levels of government so provinces and local government to be given more responsibility where policing is concerned. This is a fight we will continue. In the meantime, we will continue strengthening intergovernmental relations, having integrated platforms where we can uh, use our capacity jointly so that we, we prevent and deal with crime more effectively. Whether it's CCTV cameras, which is sharing information, one of the metros where we govern, one of the municipalities, there's even a radio communication that's between the different um, spheres of government province local private as well as community policing forums Um, let's talk about prayer this is something that's very close to my heart I'm a very spiritual person and you know I like that this person raised it because when we were in the city in 2016 to 2019 there was a Christian church that had a similar issue Mm. where the community within which they found themselves existing was complaining and there had been petition after petition after petition about noise pollution in the area and there were a of um, negotiations with this church to see how we can meet each other. Because on the one hand, you know, we believe in rights, but we believe in rights with responsibility and we believe in rights within the rights of others. So your rights are not above the rights of other people. And it's really about finding that common ground. And it often takes a series of consultations, right, for people to find each other and and compromise. So it's not a Christian versus Muslim (laughs) versus Palestine thing. It's really a thing of there is law and order where we live. The Democratic Alliance is about the rule of law, and um, there are bylaws against noise pollution, and if there are complaints, how do you then manage that, um, and bearing in mind the people's right to to exercising their religious freedom at the same time. There's always a common ground. I mean, to go back to this church as an example, um, over the years, I mean this case took long, but over the years they managed to move to a different site, identify a different site. They've built a beautiful structure there. It's an area which will allow them to yes so 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 the same will apply regardless of what religion it is
2: lloyd let me give you a bite thanks so much yes in as far as crime is concerned um, the good party uh, seeks to make neighborhoods safer uh, and in order for us to do that we must look at uh, addressing uh, the root cause or the root social causes of crime Hence my statement earlier that we will be beefing up uh, 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 social uh, social workers uh, in as far as the city structure is concerned to be able to get to the bottom of this because we know the social effects of crime and then also to treat drug addiction as a health issue and expand drug rehabilitation services, giving young people the opportunity to get treatment rather than to be present or imprisoned or given prison sentences. In as far as uh, um, the the decision by Cape Town, I think, uh, it is an infringement. It is a gross infringement on 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 the rights of of the Islamic society, and 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 it should not be allowed because this has been going on for years. It is it is just too convenient that all of a sudden it can be a, a problem. And I, I would understand also coming from you know the DA mayoral candidate. Once she was in the news for actually standing by a particular. Uh, side with regards to this Israel-Palestine dispute. Uh, so we are a bit taken aback by that, but um, we will deal with that as we go forward within the city of Johannesburg to make sure that religious li- rights within the city are, uh, is, is always protected. In mm. As far as SMMEs are concerned, what is crucial to prioritize is the cutting of the red tape for SMMEs, and these SMEs really need support in terms of trading spaces uh, for, for, for informal traders, and SMMEs, they need micro-business uh, 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 venues and facilities which the city can, can, can assist in ensuring that, you know, they are adequately accommodated, but the missing middle is also my concern. You've got your 36 to 59-year-olds, which we intend to promote uh, the establishment of cooperatives because we believe that the, that missing middle, they are too young, too old for employment, and too young for pension. So we would like for them to embark on meeting cooperatives so that they can employ the 18 to 35, yep. give them job opportunities locally through augmented okay. services. And that would be our approach.
1: Lloyd,
3: got you. Herman? Let me address the question of uh, SMMEs and I think that's really one of the reasons I'm um, today a public servant. Uh, it's because um, I grew up in an environment where us as black people were not allowed to go into business, but we said to PW, the National Party, we are going to do it. We're inspired uh, by the Maponyas, the Walter Dubes, and and so forth and uh took a decision the 22 to take charge of my own life and on the 27th of april 1994 when i went to vote i thought we were going to see an explosion of black uh, entrepreneurship and business development unfortunately i'm sitting here 27 years later we live in chaos businesses in our communities, in our townships, taken over by people who we don't know who who they are, what they're here in this country for. South Africa today, it's a dumping place of illegal uh, the, the, the counterfeit goods, expired goods, and uh, operate in our communities. And what hurts me is this NC government to say to our people that our people are lazy, working with this, uh, um criminal syndicates, or calling us as black people that we are lazy. That's why we don't work, because they don't employ our people. As a section, say, we are saying... In all the municipalities we are going to operate in, I can tell you our policy unit right now is putting together a report, which I want to put into council as soon as we take over. You are not going to operate in the city of Johannesburg if you don't have South African identity document. You are not going to operate in the city of Johannesburg. We're going to pass a bylaw. You are not going to operate in the city of Johannesburg if you are not registered with the South African Revenue Services. You are not going to operate in the city of Johannesburg if you don't employ South Africans. We also have to deal with the question of uh, the uh, scaders who are in the system involved with corruption. We want people who are there to really serve and serve South Africans, so that we can develop entrepreneurial uh, in in you know. Uh, great that we've got as, as South Africans because we've been a nation that operated under evil system of apartheid. Okay. We ran businesses, but the NC government made it impossible for us because of corruption and opening our borders so for okay. South Africa to lose its sovereignty. Before
1: we run out of time, Mutileni has a message for all of you as mayoral candidates. Mutileni, please share your message.
4: Thanks very much. You know, Olikona, uh, I politician are trick, you know. So I just wanted to pose a moral question to them just to confirm before the power listeners that yes indeed they will keep the promises they are promising us now because we know normally, you know, previously even head of state they don't keep promises. So can you I guess just say, yes we keep it before they leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mutilene. That's a challenge to all of you to keep your promises that you are making to the electorate should you be elected Uh, all that we can do here at power talk is to continue trying to give this type of opportunities to our listeners to interact with you but also wish you well as you sign your code of conduct tomorrow wish you well with the campaign trail lloyd hemen dr mpo thank you so much Thanks for son. having us. Thank Let people son. please go out and
0: vote.
1: That's a call for people to go out and vote, and we'll continue to keep the conversation throughout uh, this uh, Power ninety eight point seven uh, platform uh, to keep you informed, but also contend with the different views and offerings that are on the table uh, going into this local government election on the first of November, twenty twenty one.